to Always Listening, episode 32, as we review The Church of What's Happening Now. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we forgot to do that last episode, Josh. I thought we did. Yeah, no, you called it as we were leaving. You were like, did we do it? I don't know. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. But we didn't. I got so excited, uh, I I jumped the gun and just ran straight into the review. Uh, This one's one that you've been excited about for quite a while. We hadn't been able to get into the studios to record it, uh, but but you've been listening to this show for a long time. Yeah, for like... And it's got to be a year and a half, two years. Uh, a heads up here, this is going to be an explicit review. We're probably not going to curse in it, but the clips are all well. going to contain... Okay, so this guy might. Uh, but the clips are all going to contain curse words, right? Like, we just listened to them. They've, they've all got cursing. Yeah, it's hard to... I don't want this to turn some people off, because this is just the way Joey Diaz talks. But it's really hard to find a two-minute clip anywhere where there's not a curse word. I, I I just, and of course I'm a guy that doesn't mind vulgarity in movies. I've got a bit of a potty mouth in real life sometimes, but but even a movie that's like The Big Lebowski, which is just like a curse a minute, or, or several curses a minute, I don't mind it because I sort of feel like, well, that's the way those people talk. You right. know, it's just like a patois. You know, that's their, that's their dialect, that their, that's their slang, whatever. It is definitely what? natural to Joey Coco Diaz. Well, it's like, you know, I think one of my, my favorite examples of... Um, use of vulgarity is with Swearinger. Uh Swearinger, the Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah, I mean I mean holy cow, talk about like talk about like that's that has to have more swearing in it than any other serialized show. Well and and uh it's David Simon, right, is the is the writer, I think, for that show. He elevated that to a level like I mean it's Shakespearean, the way that he uses vulgarity in that show too. Uh, Joey Coco Diaz does not use it in a Shakespearean oh, no, way. Not at but, all. but it is it is very it's <laughs> colloquial. It fits right in. Uh, so what is this show about? The the show is called The Church of What's Happening Now. Josh, give us the statistics on it. Um so it's bi weekly. It's been running since two thousand and twelve. Um and there are two people that are always on the show, and that is Joey Coco Diaz, who is a uh, Cuban comedian in his 50s. He His parents died uh, whenever he was at a very young age, uh, and he has lived a life of mischief, I guess you could say. Uh, he's done anything from uh, selling drugs on the streets uh, to running small cons. He did some jail time for kidnapping. Uh, he was a thief. Um, so all kinds of stuff in this cat's life he has done. A colorful character. A very colorful character. Okay. And you have Lee Syatt, who is uh, the producer. He's kind of the co-host. He gives somebody for um, for Joey to talk to. And it's really cool because their relationship is very much like um, like Obi-Wan and Luke, really. Uh, it's you got the teacher and you've got the student and and the teacher's like, hey, I have made many, many mistakes. He owns up to those mistakes. And it's, you know, kind of like, Lee, let me teach you something. Don't don't do some of the things I've done and here are the stories why. Uh, and it's really cool because every once in a while he'll just drop some street knowledge on and you're like, oh, that was brilliant. Like that's a pearl of wisdom. And Lee, I want to say is in his early thirties. Um, and he's a producer of the show. And then generally there's a guest on the show. So, and, and where can people find the show at church of what's happening now? 
All right. So uh, let's let's go ahead and, and give them a flavor. We've warned them. To, to, they know what to expect about uh, Joey Coco Diaz. But the, your first clip is actually not of Joey. It's not of Joey, and it's the first clip's not even from the Church of What's Happening Now. See, I think this is cheating. <laughs> but this is how you got into it, though. Uh, yeah, this is. Yeah, I, I came to Joey Coco Diaz through the Joe Rogan experience because he's been on there several times. I was like, man, I really gotta, I gotta check. I always enjoy the episode, the episodes that Joey is on. Let me check out his podcast. And that's what I did. So recently Joe Rogan actually had Christina Przinsky and Tom Segura from, if you'll remember your mom's house. Yes. On his show. And they actually had a conversation about Joey and I'll let them describe the type of person Joey Diaz is right now. He was he's such a, a like a rocket ship of a personality that you get used to like all the people on this tour because I did all the dates and then they you could, you should see like the first night he came out I'd see the like the oddball staff like turning <laughs> and like what the fuck is going on because <laughs> his he's just so out of left field you know like, yeah. you can't prepare for it and he's just like. He's got not a fuck in his tank. Zero. No. There's nothing. Dude, There's nothing he, in it. he just calls people cocksuckers. Like the audience. Yeah. Like the comics are like, what's up, cocksuckers? They're like, who the fuck? He did it to 8,000 people yeah. last night. That's oh, so great. What's up, you fucking cocksuckers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's endearing. Yeah. yeah. Once you see him live. Yeah, he even acts, he has like some reference to it. Like he knew he, because he, he, he would throw people off, right? You could tell that some people, they'd be like, oh my God. And then he goes, yeah, I say some fucked up shit. <laughs> and then and then he goes, but I'm your Uncle Joey, you know? Everyone's got an Uncle Joey like me. It's a little uncomfortable at first, like a finger in your ass. And then they're just like <laughs> laughing again right away. He gets how he hits people, you know? Yeah, he's something odd. There's yeah. no, I've never been anybody like him before. Mm-mm. It's a force of nature. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a rare occurrence. So here's the thing is from that clip, like, he has a personality that is endearing, right? So they're laughing, you know, about Joey and having a good time, but there's a love that uh, Tom and Christina and Joe have for this cat. And and what's crazy is he is hitting his stride in his 50s. Like, he's blowing up now, and there's not, like, how many other comedians do that so okay so i think it's two things first of all and i think both of those things come off in that clip that you were playing and and the way that they discuss him those three comedians are of a younger generation but they all have a they have a love and an appreciation all three of them for an older generation of comic that really doesn't exist anymore like the uh, sort of like andrew dice clay would be a younger version of this but but like a sam kennison yeah kennison and i'm even thinking like going all the way back to don rickles like someone who toes the edge who literally walks along and past the edge of what is decent even for a, a, a comic I think they all appreciate that. They occasionally dabble on the line themselves, and they really like the guys who ran across it in the past. And this guy, while he wasn't a comic in the past, he lived this lifestyle. He is this guy. And it just so happens that now we have an appreciation for a guy being funny while he does that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, he's not just a comedian. Sure. Um, Like, I don't think there are very few. I think there are very few comedians that are just comedians yeah, comedians really. are people who like to get paid yeah so he's he also he's an actor um so he's been in like nine and a half yards uh, isn't that the the new version of it 
You, are you talking about the whole with nine Adam yards? Sand- no, with Adam Sandler, what is it? The longest yard. The longest Boom. yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way my off. bad. So the longest yard. He had a little cameo in one of the Spider-Man movies. Uh, so he has these acting gigs along the way, um, and a lot of that is he'll give out advice like. Uh, I, I would not make it in Hollywood. There's no way I would ever get an acting gig. I don't have a clue what's going on there. And what's funny is a lot of the stuff he doesn't either. Right. But he tends to find ways to con himself into auditions and into gigs. Okay. So it's, it's really, it's, it's really like go take what you want. Uh, well, no it one's going to give it to you. Isn't, isn't it more about like this is just currently the easiest grift that he can find? Like, I mean, like that's. <laughs> oh, I don't think what he does. I don't think the things that he does are easy. Well, no, but I'm saying like the uh, being an actor, being a comedian, is easier and and it's easier because it's legal. Oh, it's than, safer than it's robbing safer. banks or like yeah. yeah, or like running a grift or or, or you know running a, a three card money table or or stealing drugs or selling drugs or whatever. I would say it's safer. I don't know if it's necessarily easier. Like if you, like it, it would probably be easier for me because I don't understand really that live, lifestyle yes. or that system. But once you're in that system, that lifestyle, I mean, might be easier to just yeah. stay in it. Yeah, I suppose you're right. So it's adventurous of him to to come out of his shell. And he has such great, like he'll come up with just these things that you don't really hear anymore. So for example, Walking Dead, Abraham from Walking Dead. Okay. One of the best parts about Abraham from Walking Dead are these little sayings that he has, right? Like, like you got a better shot of picking up a turd from its clean end, right? <laughs> okay, yes. And one of my favorite ones that Joey Diaz says, and I, and I love it, I'm embracing it, is if you're going to walk on ice, you might as well dance. <laughs> so if you find yourself in a, in a, in a precarious situation... Do it up. Do it up. <laughs> Flourish. Yeah. Go for the style points. I Which got is you. fantastic. But what what's what is is great here is at his heart, he's he is, and you forget, of an older generation. Mm. And and so he takes that mentality and will apply it to things happening now. So, so, for example, here is, I want to say Sebastian, who's another comedian, is on it. And I want to say the next clip we were playing is going to be where, oh, Joey, there's a couple things Joey loves, okay? Joey loves music, he loves m- movies, and he loves food. And he has very defined standards on those. Okay. Okay. So I like a man who knows what he likes. Yes, that's that is Joey knows what he likes. He has his standards, and you're gonna. It's gonna be hard. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, and he's kind of stuck in his ways on some things. So he's having a conversation about Chipotle. Okay. Okay. And and we're gonna hear his um his his reasoning on why that's a horrible place to eat. Are you Chipotle guy? People get sick. I mean, I love you to death. You're one of the smartest guys I know. You take pictures of people's feet with flip-flops. You know, you got class, pizzazz, you wear a suit. I thought you were making faces because you like Chipotle. No. How can you eat that stuff? You're Italian. You're a tank of... It's a a little... It's a quick bite. You're a Sicilian tank of death, and you're eating that shit. (laughs) Your intestines are fucking screaming every day. Sing fucking Italian songs every time you eat Where do you go? What do you get? And here's the fucking craziest thing. Let me tell you the craziest thing. I just spent five days with my buddy. 
Mr. Italian, love him. I grew up in his house. Fish, pasta, the whole fucking thing. Weights, you know, still goes to jiu-jitsu. 53, longshoreman, the whole fucking deal. He picked me up that day. We went to a restaurant. I didn't know why we went to this restaurant with all the good food we had right around the corner. And it was horrible. And on the way out, he goes, I should have went to Chipotle. And I go, you really go there all the time? Or are you just fucking with me on the phone? He goes, die, I go there every day. He's Mr. Fitness, Mr. He don't eat this, don't drink this, don't do drugs, don't smoke. And everybody's shitting blood. <laughs> and you're the only one walking around with a happy space. I, I'm going to Chipotle. How's this happening? <laughs> what, what's the recipe that you eat at Chipotle? I had a little brown rice, some chicken, and uh, and a little mild salsa. That's it. Small. And it's good. I like it. And it's healthy. I don't know. I mean, the, the health quotient, we don't know. But your wife, well, do you go there? She don't She don't go there. But does she know you go there? Yeah. And then what did she say? You got to stop going there, Sebastian? She goes, you should re- maybe relax with the triple. Okay, so then it's not fucking good for you then. Why do you go there? I don't know. <laughs> so it comes out strong with, I don't get it. People get sick, you know. Some people get sick there. You, I mean, but you, you get you. You're not chitting blood. You got an iron gut or whatever, right? But at 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 the core of it, what what it comes down to is, Sebastian, what does your wife say about it? She doesn't like it. Well, then you shouldn't do it. Well, I like his his appeal to the matriarchy there, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Like it. if you if you if if your wife doesn't like it, it's bad for you. Get your head out of your ass is is what he's saying. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Which is such an old school way of thinking. Well, so okay, so it's interesting to hear him put together the like the the traditional with the very crass and vulgar. Like you would think a comedian, especially a comedian who's sort of a shock comic like yeah, he it's is weird man it's it's a weird juxtaposition with him uh he he is uh <laughs> he is he is legion <laughs> he, yeah. he contains multitudes <laughs> that is a uh i i am oh what is i it? am vast i, I am contain vast. multitudes that's, that's yes it is. Yeah, that's he the is, he is vast yeah that's the line from uh what wasn't the witness what was it limetown limetown yes. that's a quote from limetown um I will say, as much as I like the show, there is a very large and looming problem. Okay. Okay. Sometimes it's a bigger problem. Sometimes it's not a, a problem at all. Uh, Joey likes his weed. <laughs> and Lee Syatt is his partner in crime. And these cats on the show will start by doing some edibles, by smoking and and sometimes doing some shrooms, and then they'll do the show. So the first hour can be okay, but <laughs> Long, there are times. Longer the show goes, the more likely it's it's going to take a dip off into unreality. And, is, and yes, and it is almost unbearable. It is distracting, and it is it can be hard to finish a show. See, this is why you said the other day you were talking about the Joe Rogan experience, and that you've gotten into listening to these long shows and just going, "Well, I'm not going to finish it." That's why you don't finish the show because the end of the show is no good. <laughs> you listen to podcasts where the whole thing was good. You would listen all the way through. Sometimes it's it. Sometimes it is hard, and I didn't bring a clip because it's like it's much easier to tell you that that's an issue well, with a podcast like this because if I bring a clip. It's just going to be like dead air, maybe some giggling, 
and it doesn't have a whole lot of content. Well, you can't take like a, a six minute rambling story that doesn't have a conclusion and clip that out and show and go, see, see how it's terrible. Like that's, that would not be good to put right, in but a, here. So, and look, he, he's not the only one that does this. Kevin Smith is guilty of this on a lot of his podcasts. If he has a Smodcast episode that goes, you know, into oh, two yeah, hour range, sure, sure. sometimes Hollywood Babylon too. Like by the time he gets to the end yeah. of the show, he's sloppy. Well, and here's what I think this show appeals to a a wider range than what you would think. So you, you got to imagine that teenagers are going to listen to the show because it's a man in his fifties smoking weed and talking about when he used to rob drug dealers. Right. The the crassness, the vulgarity, the shock value of some of the stories right. that he's telling. But then he also talks about fairly mundane things and you kind of see his thought process about how he just operates throughout the day. And what's funny is the older I get, like now I look at it, I'm like, I feel like I'm starting to think more like Joey Diaz and how I want to deal with people or stress. Okay. Right. So here's a clip of where he's talking about having to fly in and out and travel. Right. And I can't say I completely agree with everything he's about to say in this clip, because he starts out with like, it's, it's his logic. It's how he wants to think and believe. Uh, I think that's a little old manish. Um, but once he talks about how early he wants to get where, how he wants to set up his flights, how he wants to get home and those types of things. Um, I completely agree with 6am flight. Oh, I land at seven thirty early, man. I'm done with those flights. I have to get up early and get it out of the way, Sebastian. If not, I get nervous. What, about what? Terrorism. They don't shoot people till 9.30 East like it. So you literally leave because you're in fear. Well, that's of part of the whole fucking deal. I leave early because, number one, I got to take the 405. I got two options. I could fucking, it could take me an hour and a half to two hours to get there. And the place is swamped and you got no parking up front. Or... I could leave at 5 in the fucking morning, and it takes me 20 minutes, 25 minutes tops to get to the fucking airport. Yeah, that's understandable. I take the first flight out of the comedy club, first flight out, 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 5.45. I want to hit these roads before they get packed on the Lord's Day. I don't want to be on the 405, the 205, the 210, the 101. I don't want to be on nothing past 10 o'clock. So when they call me for a week, the first thing I do is let's see what the schedules are. I type up Delta, United, Virgin, and whatever. If I, I first thing I look for is the early flight back. If I can't get back before the weed store opens, I don't belong there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, if you get me back at one in the afternoon, I'm not going to your city. Seriously. Wow. No, no, no. I don't want. I don't want to land and have another hour and a half. I just came six fucking hours in the flight. Pasadena. I want to land. I want the four or five to be open. I stop, I get whatever I got, and I go home, and I don't leave the house the rest of the fucking day on the Lord's Day. Oh, you lock it down, huh? Lock it down until Monday morning. There's no reason. I go play with the family, the kid. I have to do that because that's what you have to do to keep a family. Yeah. Can't work Sundays when you got a kid, dog. You grew up on Sundays, everybody held hands. Your dad led the table, right? You said a prayer. Grandma came over. The cousins came over. If you don't do that, you got nothing. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what any motherfucker tells you. I know how to break up a marriage, but I know how to save one too. 
that man that man knows how he likes his plane ticket. That's there's nothing wrong with that. He doesn't want to deal with traffic coming in. He doesn't want to deal with traffic going. He wants to be home and with his family at a certain time. It's difficult to argue with his logic that terrorists aren't going to blow up planes at until nine in the morning. <laughs> Right, because it's such a small sample size, really. Yes, yeah. Um, here's the thing that stuck out to me, though. Like, uh, so yes, yeah, some of his parameters are silly, but I totally agree with the idea. I love to travel. I hate traveling. You yes, a hundred percent. Like, yes. I want a teleportation device. I just want to be there, and then I can, and then I can be there. And then when it's time for me to be back, I just want to be back. I right. don't. And he has two guiding points in that. He has to be back before the weed store closes. <laughs> it's good to have a time. And he's not spending the Lord's Day with anybody but his family. I like that, too. And uh, the fact that he knows how to break up a marriage has led him to know how to save a marriage. Okay, so that that's a really good line. But the the one that stuck out to me is the one you said before. The 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 fact that he's not going to spend any time with anybody uh, but the but his family on the Lord's Day. Uh, it reminds me of uh, in the first Godfather movie when Vito grabs uh, his uh, his godson and he's shaking him because he's crying and he says, "Do you spend time with your family? If you don't spend time with your family, you, you can't be a man." You know. You- yeah. No, he's he's very much he's very much that way, but. Another great thing about Joe is he's always, any situation, he's he's looking for the advantage, right? So he's he's also a working actor. So whenever he watches people, he's going to look at the small things that they do that he could possibly bring into his craft. Um, and so here's a clip where he's talking about uh, Narcos and he does it. The only way Joey D has knows how to do it, and that's not even understanding what the term PC means. Uh, so here we go. Joey Diaz talking about narcos. Back to your hotel, Joe. That's it. Really, you put oh, your yeah. feet up, Netflix, Law and Order, Narcos, Narcos. What episode <laughs> jumped? To? I finished. What'd you think? I love it. You didn't like it? Huh? You didn't like it? I think it's brilliant. I love What'd it. What'd you think of him as an actor? Love him. You think he can smack all these fucking Gentiles walking around? <laughs> all these Is he Gent- Colombian? He's Pan- uh, Brazilian. Brazilian. Wagner Mora. He's good. You know, I'm sick and tired of hearing about fucking a dude from Breaking Bad. He was good because he had a bunch of good spick actors around him. None of these fucking people, they never bought meth. What the fuck do they know what a meth guy acts like? He's a great actor. What the fuck? That Wagner Mora fucking kills me every time. I learn something. Every time I watch him, I learn something. He tips his head when he talks to you, when he's talking to that kid, when he takes the bullet from him. That's a great fucking scene. Oh, yeah. I think episode seven, El Catedral from the first season. Oh, man, you know the titles? Look, if you're going to be a professional, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to fucking lay down and, you know, priests have to show up with scripture, right? Oh, my God. Uncle Joey's showing up with scripture just to let motherfuckers know. Number seven, and when he kills Moncada. <laughs> And the guy, you know, Judy Moncada's oh, husband. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's foaming from the mouth. Yeah. Listen, it's been fucking 30 years since somebody did something like that. And the last guy that acted that out, Midnight Express, when they kill his cat, when he hangs the cat and he fucking beats everybody up and he's foaming from the mouth and he fucking gets his head and he bites the guy's tongue out at the end. He spits it up in the air. That was the last real, oh, no, revenge with fucking uh, Anthony <laughs> Quinn and fucking... <laughs> 
Brian Cranston sitting at home like, what I do? Well, here's what I love is whether you agree with him or not, you you 100% believe Joey Diaz and what he just said. No, absolutely. I, well, what's funny, though, is like, uh, honestly, like he doesn't even mention Brian Cranston's name. He can't even remember who that guy no, was. not at all. That guy, that guy with the Mexicans. Yeah. Uh, so that's fantastic. And then like him looking at it as whenever he hands the, you know, takes this from the kid, he gives the head nod like he's looking at a head nod yeah and then he starts comparing all the great scenes where people foam at the mouth like oh foaming at the mouth you, you can't fake hasn't that. been done in 30 years right. foaming at the mouth can't cgi that buddy that's a, that's acting there you know what's funny though is it reminded me of something that our one of our acting uh professors taught all the time he would talk about when you're getting emotional he would talk about getting into your snot locker and and like the phlegm, it means emotion. And when you when you can produce mucus and snot and and and, and uh, uh, tears and all of those things, that like that's one uh, element of like reaching that level of of interactivity or whatever. Yeah. So he's, I enjoy almost all of his episodes. You can kind of figure it out within the first fifteen twenty minutes how the show is going to end, whether they're too into their edibles, uh, to know whether that's going to be a show worth listening to. Because I do, I'll listen to the 20, first 20 minutes, I'll go, nah, I know this is going, I don't have time for it. Uh, but this is a show that you, gen- I mean, you stay subscribed to this when you're listening oh, basically yeah, every week? Yeah, every, every week. Uh, and generally, so, when it's just Joey and Lee, those tend to be the ones where they're like, Hey, let's just see how messed up we can get. Hmm. They're in training. <laughs> it's like they're they're uh, they're running a a weed marathon of some sort. Yeah, well, and Joey also does a Periscope uh, called the Morning Joint, and it's very motivational. <laughs> he starts by uh by by smoking, and then if it's Monday, he'll be like, "It's Monday morning. What do you got planned for the day? If you don't have anything planned for the day, you're not living. Get out of bed." Washy asshole, powder your nuts, get out there and make things happen, cocksucker. Like that's you're right, Joey. I need to be I need to be out of bed. My asshole needs to be washed. These nuts have got to get powdered because I'm about to hit the pavement and get sweaty trying to get ahead. You're right, Joey. I'm I'm so glad there's no censors on podcasts. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't think this show is for me. I'll be frank with you, but I have really enjoyed. Uh, the bits of Joey Coco Diaz that you have shared with right, me. Right, but why is it? Yes, whenever whenever we played the clips before and I've, and, I, and and we pulled them out, you've liked everything that you've heard. Yes, I have. La- I think it's it's a matter of uh, the times where I would chuckle out loud, or the 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 stories or the quotes that I would really get something out of would be maybe three or four an episode, and I don't have an hour and a half to waste looking for three or four nuggets. That's sort of that's sort of where I am. The clips that I pulled were to be examples of certain aspects of Joey's personality, you have to hear, you have to look, man, just listen to one full episode and we can discuss it the next time we record or in a week or two, we can discuss it and, and see what you think about it. I'll, I'll because, probably give you one because if a, I feel like to support Joey Diaz is to support a lot of things that frustrate me with society right now. Like, okay. like Joey Diaz is a safe haven, right? 
You don't. He's going to give it to you straight. You don't have to worry about what the subtext is. I'm going to send that to him and put it on his next book jacket. Joey Joey Coco Diaz is a safe haven. <laughs> yeah, like you don't. It's 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 fresh. It's a breeze. It is a it is a warm breeze in a ridiculous society right now, where you've got to worry about 17 pronouns now. That is dumb. <laughs> And I'm so glad I can find safe harbor in the church of what's happening now. Send your angry emails to uh, Josh at alwayslisteningpod.com. Oh, if you want to send me an email about why I have to say Zim, Zer, all that bullcrap, have at it, you're an idiot. That's why we need the plural, I mean, the, the singular they. The singular they is the answer to all of that. Uh, all right. It's time for a little listener feedback, Josh. Ooh. Uh, this comes from Robert. He says, Hey, I wanted to take a minute to thank you for reviewing one of my favorite podcasts, Life of Caesar. And sorry that I did not get around to sending you my voice uh, introduction. I received your note just before my life blew up and became hugely busy, so I just didn't have time. Started listening to casts again recently and saw that you did review them. Note, you guys mixed up Cam and Ray. Cam is the Australian. Ray is the American. And on the lack of music, I guess you only listen to the first handful of episodes because they go way in the other direction later. All right. Well, I was way off then, apparently, there. I I am still listening to The Life of Caesar, although I am way behind. I'm still listening to Julius, and they're already up into uh, Augustus. Uh, Robert says, still keep up the good work. If I come across anything else I think you all should know about, I'll send it in. Uh, Thanks, Robert. Uh, thank you, Robert, for the suggestion of uh, Life of Caesar. I think a couple people actually suggested that, and thanks for uh, giving us some feedback. Josh, next on the list is uh, a Joel-hosted episode. We're going to be talking about Another Round. That's uh, the uh, great show from BuzzFeed. This this is uh, anytime I do a search for podcasts, you know, because I'm always looking for something new, this one comes up a lot. Well, it made a huge splash in its first year. It is hosted by two young African American women, which is makes it rare, uh, I think, among podcasts in general. And it was the first podcast from BuzzFeed, so of course it had a bunch of push behind it there. I don't think they're going to knock the read out of my list. Uh, well, it's very different than the read. I will, I will say that absolutely different than the read. But I'm excited to bring you some clips from that. Excited to share that with both Josh and with you, the listener. Uh, don't forget that you can always find us at alwayslisteningpod.com. You can find our full review list there uh, with links to every episode. So if you're looking for some show in particular, we might have already covered it. You can email us at alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com, and you can help support us with our Patreon at alwayslisteningpod.com/support. Josh, you got anything to add? Nope. All right, folks, thank you. That is another great episode, and uh, we'll be back soon with our review of another round. Until we talk to you next time, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel, and we are always listening. Yeah, I know I ain't seen it all, but I've seen enough. Always Listening Podcast Reviews is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find all our reviews, more info about the shows, and other podcasts we produce at alwayslisteningpod.com. If you love podcasts as much as we do, check out our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alwayslisteningpod. Our theme song is Enough from Bethany Rayburn.
Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.